Welcome to episode 12 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And Jacob, I want to make sure, is does this sound like it's coming through my nose enough? Am yeah. I nasally enough for this episode? If you were trying to go full nasal on this one, you I, have succeeded incredibly well i'm really excited what is the deal with you look like you are on the march to winterfell right now (laughs) what is going on so and this is my best day but i have been i don't know if you've noticed i've been absent from work for many days yeah i kind of kind of known something about that yeah it turns out that i caught the plague oh so that's and i can't i'm just gonna spread it in this close quarters yeah. how, with just you. How excited I am that you decided to come in today and lock yourself in a room with me for a couple of hours while <laughs> coughing everywhere. This is, this I'm is super pumped. I am also going to cough, so if that grosses anyone out, this might not be the episode for you, but I'm going to do my best. I have multiple lozengers. Lo- and yes. Whoa. Whoa. Also, lozengers? Yeah, lozengers. I think they're lozenges. I don't think there's an hour in there. <laughs> right. yeah. Wait, Wait, lozenges. You got you got that lozengers. F- you got that flu brain going right now. <laughs> I really might. I don't know anything. Thanks for humiliating me, Jacob, lozengers. in my time of need. <laughs> um, anyway, so also, while today is President's Day, I think that even more importantly, which people don't know, is that it is International Tug of War Day. Oh, is did it? you know that? That is true. Internet? No, I did not know it was National Inter Tug Tug of War Day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know thing. Tug of War was a big enough deal that it actually got um, its own day. Well, let me just tell you that as an overweight, non-athletic child, mm-hmm. the only sport that I succeeded in was tug of war. So it's a pretty big were, deal to me. You were all about the tug of war. You were the anchor. You're on the back of the rope. <laughs> in gym class, when it was tug of war day, it was it was Snyder's turn to shine. So that so I, I'm celebrating. It's today. like the, the end of meatballs. It's like get Snyder out here. Get her on. We need to go beat this other camp at the big tug of war at the end. I did. You see that I coughed in my elbow. I did. You okay. made the little um. So you've been paying polite. attention to it's all polite. the little pe- um. Public service announcements. Well, Cough I, I mean, this flu has been really terrible. I mean, you can't really avoid hearing about it on the news. And sadly, people are like dying from it every day. So which really got me thinking, um, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of plagues and contagions anyway. I'm really into the whole post-apocalyptic sort of books and movies. So I thought today we should talk about awesome like virus movies what do you think it's a great idea right it's a great idea and it's very topical considering like you said everybody's getting sick the flu vaccine's not working this year yeah only has a 30 percent success rate everybody's all sniffly and coughing so it makes perfect sense all right okay cool see look at that look at you even sick in in my time in my terrible time i'm still finding these these great ideas i need i need to really boost myself up here Tell myself I'm great. Hold on, tea time. Oh, there we go. Mm. While we have so while we have a moment uh, <laughs> oh, for yeah. tea time, uh, just a couple of months, I want to replug WrestleMania for Michelle because oh, I know stop it always it. stop right now. Come on, I'm we're just, not doing that. See, I'm, I just want to get your blood no, moving see, so that not, way. Well, I don't deserve that. Get your blood rushing. Get your kill all those germs in you. Let's let's get right into the movies. <laughs> right, so okay, so the first one I think the most appropriate one is the movie Contagion. Do you remember yep. that movie? Yep. 
Matt Damon, so, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. Yeah. It's very star studded. Yeah. Film. I can't even remember everybody that was in that movie. I'm Lawrence Fishburne. Marianne Kate Coltiard. Coltiard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kate Winslet was great. So, Contagion follows the rapid progress of a lethal airborne virus that kills within days. And, you know, as the movie goes on, as the fast moving epidemic grows, the worldwide medical community, they kind of race around to find a cure and to control the panic. Um, that is spreading at about the pace of this virus. So, yeah, it's a great film kind of about ordinary people struggling to survive in their society, which is quickly uh, coming apart. Yeah, and it shows exactly how quick things can really get bad, like once you get like one of these viruses start hitting the, hitting yeah, the general populace. Yeah, this movie's populace. kind of horrifying to watch. I mean, it's really tense. It's very gripping. I feel like it's a smart film, but it's also horrifying because it happens so quickly and it's very, very believable. Um, it's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Yes, so. and it doesn't just cover like people that are, it gets various parts. Like It gets the government perspective, the family perspective, other countries, how they deal with it, um, and, yeah, reporter well, trying to figure out how to fix it or... And I feel like it's interesting because even now where people have been complaining, like, why doesn't the flu, you know, vaccine work and everybody's getting really sick. But you really get to see it from their point of view where they're like, this is a brand new disease. Like we are working as quickly as we can to find the answer. But it takes time. You know, on that note, why don't we why don't we play a clip from the film? All right, let's do it. The biggest shopping weekend of the year. I think we need to consider closing schools down. And who stays home with the kids? People that work in stores government workers, people that work at hospitals. When will we know what this is? What causes it? What cures it? Things that keep people calm. What we need to determine is this. For every person who gets sick, how many other people are they likely to infect? So for seasonal flu, that's usually about one. Smallpox, on the other hand, it's over three. Now, before we had a vaccine, polio spread at a rate between four and six. Now, we call that number the R naught. R stands for the reproductive rate of the virus. Any ideas what that might be for this? How fast it multiplies depends on a variety of factors. The incubation period, how long a person is contagious, sometimes People can be contagious without even having symptoms. We need to know that too. And we need to know how big the population of people susceptible to the virus might be. So far that appears to be everyone with hands, a mouth, and a nose. Okay, so that's frightening. So scary. (laughs) So so scary. (laughs) So You know what's the scary part about it is that it's actually like a very plausible thing. Like Toronto just had that SARS thing, what, uh, 10 years ago where it basically shut down the entire city? They had to bring in the Rolling Stones and Justin Timberlake to... to don't you remember <laughs> what that? What are you talking about? I'm not... This is a serious thing here. They had SARS and then they had, like, <laughs> the bird flu. But why did that involve Justin Timberlake and the Rolling Stones? Them, Justin Timberlake, the Rolling Stones, and ACDC showed up to do a free... Did they cure it? They did. No, they did a free concert to get people to come to... Uh, to Toronto to increase tourism. Like I think the library Oh, because people were scared. Yeah, I think the library actually has the uh the CD for it, so. Huh. Well, it happened years ago, so no no big deal about that. Yeah, I have flu brains, so I can't remember anything. All right. Next one I'm going up with. I'm going to go with World War Z, which is both a blockbuster movie with a sequel on the way and a best-selling book by Max Brooks. You know, surprisingly, this very seldom happens, but I prefer the movie to the book. 
Really? Yeah. That is I a... mean, they were really different, though. Like, I feel like they went kind of in a different direction. Oh, they definitely yeah. are different. Like, they just kind of went full zombie in the uh, in the movie. In the book, it's a little more... They get a little more into the pandemic part of it or yeah. that kind of thing. Like, I guess they still kind of do in the movie with the Brad Pitt character, who is not in the books. But if you haven't seen World War Z... Uh, it's you know it's a zombie movie. It's amazing in doing research for this show how often everything turned into zombie apocalypse. Fiction. Well, it was very much like you know when there was a pandemic, what it did was turn people into zombies. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> which is a terrible. See, that's even worse. I'd say than my sickness. Like you <laughs> should be okay sitting in close proximity to me. I am not a zombie. Yeah. Th- well, that's good. That's good. Plus. We got that out of the way. I was kind of worried there for a second. Um, but basically, it's a, it's very good in terms of epidemiology and how viruses spread. Because if you take the zombie part out of it, it is a movie about like a virus jumping from person to person and how fast it can spread, which is, you know, it's legitimate and how it does that. Yeah, just the basic decimating of humanity itself yeah. and <laughs> how played out well. And how bad uh, cities are for this kind of thing, like... Uh, you know, in Contagion, too, like when they have scenes in like Hong Kong and all that, where they're just yeah, like all these the people are packed on top of each other. It's like, you know, you're just breeding ground for these kind of viruses. It's how they get out of control quick and it's how you like lose control. Yeah. Um, no, I'd really enjoy that movie. And then I'm going to say on the heels of that, I would also highly recommend I Am Legend. Ah. So that's also adapted from uh, Richard Matheson's book um, with the same name. And it's directed by Francis Lawrence, and it follows what could be the, the last man on Earth as he struggles to survive while fending off these infected survivors, which are almost more like vampiric, yeah. I'd say, than, in, than zombie. In the book, yeah, they're definitely vampires in the book. Yeah, and he's just kind of racing to discover a cure for this man-made virus, and humanity has just like crumbled down around him. And then the main character is played by Will Smith, who seems to be immune to this uh, highly contagious superbug, and he is in New York City. And the scenes in the movie are awesome because New York City is just empty and completely overgrown, and I feel like those shots are stunning. Yeah, like especially when you go into Times Square when he's like hunting the deers and stuff, and yes. there's all the vegetation. Basically. And there's like wild animals because the zoos had let animals out. And yeah. I feel like it's really nail-bitingly suspenseful. It's really um, artfully and brilliantly done. I saw this one in theaters, and I remember in one scene in particular that takes place mostly in the dark, my heart was absolutely pounding. Like, I was like, oh, I'm really, like, stressed out. This isn't just some monster movie. This is, like, a really good humanistic film. Yeah, and the book is really good, too. I don't know if you ever read it. No, I I didn't. And ever since I saw the movie, I was like, well, I love the movie so much that I'm not even going to read the book. The book is fabulous. And it's actually, (laughs) um, interestingly enough, it also was the basis for uh, Night of the Living Dead. Like, when George Romero came up with the idea, I Am Legend was the... uh, basically the same plot um, thing that he wrapped it around. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know um, that. Charlton Heston movie. Um, oh, Omega Man? Omega Man yeah, was based on Yeah, it's very similar to Omega Man. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. It's, it is yeah. I Am Legend. They just couldn't, they had to switch up the name for legal reasons or something like that, but definitely a good choice. Check out the book, the movie, you know. I'm assuming there'll be another remake of it coming out because it's oh, came out like Oh, that'd be sad ago, because but. I think that was good. Although, warning, warning. If you are sensitive to terrible things maybe happening to animals, oh, move it along. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of those. Just take a pass on this one. There's definitely there's the... A, uh, there's a little bit of heartbreak, so we don't want to give anything away, but just a warning. Yeah. So, we don't right. want to give anything away, 
but something happens with an animal. It's yeah. going to make you cry. There's some tears. So, <laughs> all right, Jacob, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 12 Monkeys. Yes. This one, yes. Uh, Terry Gilliam movie, which is also now a TV show um, on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, but the original one, based on, uh, you know, Terry Gilliam movie starring Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. Um, it's it about. It's seriously, it's one of my favorite movies. I have to say, oh, like well, one of my all-time. We don't want. Go ahead, take the lead on it. Then it's one of your favorites. Go for it. Well, I don't want to do that. Oh, I, I insist. I insist. I feel like it's going to make you feel better, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to do. I am so spoiled. Well, so it has Bruce Willis is playing James Cole, and he is a prisoner of the state in the year is 2035. And they say that he can earn parole if he agrees to travel back in time to thwart this devastating plague that happened. It gets a little confusing with the time travel, as all movies a little, with that too. A little confusing. Um, but this virus has just wiped out most of the Earth's population, and the remainder of people are living underground because the air is poisonous. So he goes back to, I think it's 1990, which is like um, five or six years before the start of the plague. And, you know, he's trying to stop it, but he just sounds like a raving lunatic because he's in the streets screaming about some plague that doesn't happen. So he ends up in a psychiatric facility, and that's where he meets the Brad Pitt character who, when Brad Pitt was so good. Yeah, this is like around Fight Club. This is maximum Brad Pitt at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's really fantastic, and there's a lot of, like, back and forth of him going back to 2035, and then when he finally ends up in 1996, which is the year um, of this virus getting out, and it's mostly him trying to figure out if it's from this uh, animal rights group, the Army of the Twelve Monkeys, um, and then also if any of this is even real, and maybe no one has sent him from the future, yeah, and he, maybe he's just lost his mind. So You're still not totally sure watching the movie, like, what's going on. Like, at the very end, you kind of get an idea about what's but happening. You definitely, but you definitely, it is a movie you need to watch all the way through. Like, there's no, like, oh, get, I can stop it early and walk out and no. get the gist. No, like, you gotta, you got to pay attention, too, because this is a... It gets kind of complicated there well, at points. Well, also, I mean, if you don't know Terry Gilliam, it's very Terry Gilliam, and he wants you to be confused. That man, I mean, he is a weirdo. He is a banana. Um, and I like his stuff. I really like Brazil, but, yeah, he's totally, I he's really he, crazy. I hear he finally got his Don Quixote movie done. That, Did he? Yeah, I hear the Man La Mancha is supposed to be finally coming out. Not with Johnny Depp, but they still apparently finished it up. Oh, good, with not with Johnny Depp. Yeah, did you ever see that movie about that one where they're trying to make it and they just everything goes to, no. goes down? Oh, it's worth watching. I wish what I had What is it? Have. It's a documentary or it's a movie? What yeah, it's a about? documentary about making the movie. Like the first time they tried to film it and they were got all the way down and then like sets get destroyed. Oh, no. Their locations were like, it's never rained here you know in 100 years. Oh, I can't, I'm flaking on it right now. We'll, oh, we'll put we'll, it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll figure it out and put it in the I show know notes. we have it here at the library, so you have to cool. be able to pick it up. Very cool. All right, next one. Uh, I'm going to go with another book-movie-TV show combo with uh, with The Stand by Stephen King. I don't know if you've have you ever seen the uh, the show or watched the books or anything I, like I that. I haven't. I've watched the books. I read part of The Stand, the book. Um, just so massive. It's yeah, it's like so two thousand pages. Or Honestly, something like that. I I know everybody really loves the book and it's great um, into this whole virus uh, genre, but. He just had too many characters early on that I was like trying to remember, and then he was just killing them off. And then I was like, I'm bouncing, Stephen. I don't know what you're doing to me here. You're killing everybody. Interesting bit of trivia. The reason he did that was because he had the same thought. He's like, I have too many characters in this book. Oh, for real? Yeah, so that I, makes sense. That's why there's an event halfway through when he's <laughs> half of the characters just die. He's like, yeah, I need to uh, 
I need to just get rid of a bunch of them because I wrote too many characters and this book's going to be 10,000 pages well, if I don't. Well, we were on the same page then. Um, but you can either watch the miniseries. They made it into a super important five-part miniseries back in the, the 90s with a Gary Sinise and Molly Ringwald and everybody starring in it. Yeah, I never saw it. Is it good? It's good-ish. It's good. good if, it's, it's good a, it's if plug. the story itself is fine, but it's in typical '90s miniseries event fashion. It's like overacted in parts, and it looks really cheap because okay. it's a TV show. Okay. Um, but the story itself is pretty good. It's it's worth checking out. Like you know, I watched the whole thing. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Do they go easier on the amount of characters? No, no, they have them all in there. Are. But luckily, okay. luckily, as they're with, all dead within the first ten minutes. As with most media, when you're like watching it, you're like, okay, now I got a face to this name. It's not just like a bunch of names. It's like, so oh, it's Rob the, Lowe popping up. What does the virus do in this movie? Like, it just—it's a flu virus. It's it, just it, a flu virus. Um, it basically—I I forget the exact number, but I feel like it kills ninety-seven percent of the population, and then the last—that's uh, a bummer. Yeah, the last three percent is immune to it. So then they have to like everybody dies in the first episode like the whole world dies very quickly in the book and then the rest of it is just people dealing with the aftermath and it gets supernatural at points this makes me feel bad because i always assumed when i watch these that i would somehow be one of the immune survivors but at this moment in my life i'm like nah you weak you weak shell you're going down early you're obviously gonna catch it it's not even a question wow all right what do you got Okay, now this movie, this is awesome, and I feel like it's completely underrated. Have you seen the movie, and I'm just going to say it as Rec. It's just R-E-C, which is short for record. Love it. I've seen all of them. Love that series. All four of them. So good. Okay, so it's a Spanish film, and it's about this mysterious outbreak, and it takes place in this old tenement building, and there's a reporter there with her cameraman, I feel like I'm, I'm hazy on how it started, but they were like f- following this local fire crew for like a reality show segment. It was a news segment. She's okay. like a local reporter. And then they get a distress call from this nearby apartment building. So they're like, oh, we'll come and kind of record it. It's about this elderly person that's trapped in their apartment. But once they go in there, there's already like police on scene and they end up quarantining the building. So no one can come in and no one can come out. So they just kind of keep on recording and they go to like break down the door um, of this woman and everything is just terrifying. It is like edge of your seat tension. It's definitely a horror film as well. Oh, it's, it's one for I sure always a horror recommend movie. for Halloween, but it stands alone as just a really good um, epidemic film. It has it's shot in that like found footage way, which I'm really over now. I mean, everyone mm. has kind of done the found footage, but it works perfectly in that movie. Did you ever see the uh, the second one? I think I did, but I can't remember it right now. It's, but I'm going to assume that. But I they're did. both yeah, they're both excellent movies. It picks up right <laughs> after the end of the first movie, but yeah, it's one of the good uses of shaky cam. Like usually. Those first person doesn't make you want to barf. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Does not. You're not going to need any drama me before you uh, before you check this movie out. All so. right, let's let's do like one or two more and then move on to some books, maybe. All right, works for me. All right, what movie to go? With? Okay, next movie. We know we've talked about it before. It's another book movie combination. See. Oh, I'm hoping it's our favorite. It is our favorite. I'm going with Children of Men by uh, P.D. James. <sighs> One of the best movies of all time. Yeah. We're not going to belabor it too long because we talked about it before, but man, this movie is just a Fonzo Curan. 
it's just, the most realistic post-apocalyptic feeling movie ever. Like yeah. everything, you're like, this is exactly what would happen. The, and it's just, it's so beautifully shot. The whole atmosphere is just, it just permeates the entire movie. It yeah. comes right off the screen at you. Yeah, it's um, really beautifully told. And I feel like that movie too, it's really infused with like the joy of filmmaking where you're like, Alfonso, like you can tell that he really loves it. And then you get like the long tracking shots, like un- no cuts for like five, ten minute scenes. And I love when they do those in movies. They're so hard to do, but especially in a movie this technical, yeah. where there's people running around, there's extras, there's explosions going off. The, the fact long that they, shots and, mm. the fact that they do it seamlessly, uh, is just amazing. It's yeah. definitely an underrated movie. So check out Children of Men and check out the book as well by, like I said, P.D. James. Yeah, it's cool that they're all books. I'm just going to throw some more out there I'm not really going to talk about, but that are definitely worth if you're coming down to check out some virus films. So actually, Jacob, say something because I'm going to cough. <laughs> all right, so some <laughs> virus films here. Uh, you got... I, well, thanks, great, buddy. Great. Thanks for saving the day. <laughs> um, you go with The Invasion, the uh, mm. Nicole Kidman movie. How about 28 Days Later? Another uh, another okay. great one. Uh, Outbreak, the Outbreak. Dustin Hoffman movie. Outbreak it's, is really good. We didn't talk about it because it seemed like almost too obvious, but that's a great movie for... African monkeys with lethal, vi- lethal viruses. That's why, that's why everybody was talking about it. Like, yeah. you get those monkeys going. And speaking going. of monkeys, how about Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Great movie. That's a good one. I can't believe that didn't get more love at the Oscars this year. Um, oh, The War of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. That movie was brilliant. Um blindness a virus where people catch a virus and then they go blind i love that book yeah it's a gr- oh i you- forgot about that. that's a book it's beautiful i, I didn't know it was Jose a book Saramago, maybe oh i shouldn't have said that until i was sure but i'm pretty sure it's him no that's a that is a wonderful book and it's a great movie too is just it a, a movie? it's a weird premise like as you know people catch a virus and then they go blind it's about a lady infiltrating one of the camps where they keep the people and then because she can see yeah and then telling about all the abuses and uh, stuff that's happening to all, all those right. folks it's a heartbreaking book that's really really good stuff all right cool that's a lot to check out so definitely uh, go get them from your yeah. from your local library do it where they're free all right you want to move on to some books all right let's do it um let's start with a serious I one chug some water <laughs> i'm gonna go with the first one uh this one is about the 1917 uh, spanish flu uh topical for us the Great Influenza, The Story of the Deadliest Pandemic in History by oh, yeah. John Barry. Yep, that is, that's a serious book. Yeah, I don't know if everybody knows the Spanish flu is actually even more deadly population-wise than the um, Black Plague was. Well, this uh, is from 1918, right? 1718, like right around the beginning of World War I. Uh, it's also Wait, this, the flu or the plague you're saying? The flu, like the Spanish flu. Well, the plague. No, the, the plague was back in like the 1500s. That was mm-hmm. Middle Ages. But the um, Spanish flu... One of the ways that helped speed up the end of the, uh, you know, this World War One because everybody was catching it and <laughs> getting sick and dying. Um, but if you don't know how big of a deal and how horrible that the uh, the Spanish flu was, check out this book. It'll give you an idea of just how bad uh, it can be when a virus actually gets loose in a more modern era. I mean, millions of people died from oh, it. Oh, millions all over the world. Not even just in Europe. Just all over the world, people were just catching it and you know, dying. So yeah. It's a the only good thing is that the, a lot of scientific discoveries that resulted from it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good book. Okay. So another one similar, um, I think is extremely popular book that a lot of people have read, but the hot zone. <coughs> oh, the Michael Crichton one. Sorry, yes. No, no, no. The hot zone is by, it's a nonfiction. It's by Richard Preston. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the terrifying true story of the origins of the Ebola virus. Um, it's definitely it's like a best-selling book about like the first emergence of the Ebola virus. Is that another monkey in the jungle? It was definitely a, a virus that came from the African rainforest, um, and then it appeared like 
on the suburbs of Washington, D.C., and there was no cure. And in a few days, like 90% of its victims are dead. So this secret military SWAT team of soldiers and scientists were mobilized to stop the outbreak of this exotic, um, quote, like hot virus, which is why it's called the hot zone. So it's just kind of the story of that and what happens when something like that comes into human society. And it's it's a very frightening book and just impossible to ignore. So it is should be kind of mandatory reading. Well, all right. We'll have to yeah, check, check it, out. it out. Why has everybody got to be so shallow nowadays? Can it just be like, why can't it just be like the medium zone? Why does it have to be the hot zone? Always so obsessed with how everything looks these days. I just. Such a superficial society I we live in. I just don't like you and I should have <laughs> stayed in bed today. <laughs> this, you're not making me happy that I dragged myself into work. Will you just name a book? Because poor people. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go actually with a comic series next. I'm going to go with Why the Last Man by <gasps> Brian K. Vaughn. Why did I even think of that? I don't know. Best. Why didn't you? Best. So if you don't know, uh, it's a comic series. I believe it's ongoing. I don't know if it's ended yet. No, it ended a while ago. It did? Okay. So uh, we have all the ones uh, at your local library, so come on and check them out. Uh, it's basically about a uh, mysterious virus that strikes uh, humanity. Uh, every single man, anybody with a, with a Y chromosome, chromosome. just yeah. flat out dies yeah. all of a sudden, uh, all at the same time, which is a horrifying situation. Mm -hmm. Except for one dude and his monkey ampersand, who I don't remember why they don't catch it. I think he's just like hanging out well, in his you, apartment or something. you can't. I mean, there is a reason why they don't. But oh, I that, didn't get that far. That in. unfurls in the story. Um, but it's basically, he is literally the last man, so he's just kind of wandering around, and, you know, everybody's surprised to see him because, you know, everybody else is dead, so. Everyone else is a woman. <laughs> Every, not totally pumped to see this, this no, last not, man. No, not so. even close to being pumped, but it's a, it got a bunch of twists and turns. Um, it has great artwork. Like, even if you think you don't like graphic novels, just grab the first one, and I feel that, for sure, you'll you'll end up reading the rest. There is a TV series coming for it um, on FX, so keep your eyes open for that. They make everything I love into a TV series. They do. It's well, it's because you get a good you get a good idea. It. Well, it depends, I guess, on who they get running it. But why the last man? Go check it out. Okay, so I'll do a fiction one. Um, I recommend the book. It's called The Pest House by Jim oh. Crane. Do you know that? You recommended it to me, but I didn't actually finish reading it. So it takes place in a, like a far future apocalypse. Um, kind of like in an unknown amount of time after a devastating plague and America is like now in a new dark age and so it's just kind of going through like the people even though the plague was years ago it's still like really a factor um, in the lives of the populace and any signs of sickness now will get people sent to isolation in a in a pest house and it's a fascinating tale of survival and I feel like it was really um it was overlooked because it was compared to The Road, the Cormac oh. McCarthy Pulitzer Prize-winning book. It's my favorite author, Cormac McCarthy. That is a wonderful book. Like, I can't, you know, The Road is a better book, but Pest House, it's di it's just different. Mm -hmm. It's equally devastating, and it has a great uh, post-apocalyptic vision. So I just feel like the time it came out, it got really ignored, or people were just expecting another, you know, identical book of The Road. Right. And it's not that, but it's it's worth checking out. Yeah, I, you know, I will go back, and I've been looking for another book to yeah. read, so I might go back and check that one out. There it is. All right, how about this one? Another another combo. I'm on. I'm on the You're point on with your these. combos. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Maze Runner books and series by James Dashner. Oh, good, a YA series. Yeah, for the younger crowd. Um, 
So it starts out with the maze runner. Everybody wakes up in this maze, and they got to try to get their way out. But after they, spoiler alert, get out of the maze, because it'd be kind of a boring series if they didn't. <laughs> I don't need to read it now. Um, they basically get out and find that the whole world has a uh, post-apocalyptic virus. A lot of post-apocalyptic. we got to get better at these. Uh, getting some antibiotics going, apparently, a lot of this <laughs> stuff. Um, but it's basically about people finding Thanks. out that the world uh, is post-virus um, and trying to survive in their new reality and... It's a YA book, so you know you get your romance, your love story, your betrayal. Thank goodness. All the different uh, I tropes. I require all those things. Um, but they have a the trilogy of movies just um, wrapped up, so go yeah, check them they out. were really popular. Yeah. I, I mean, my nephew loved them. So again, twelve year old boy sanctioned. Um, okay, so this this one is a little bit of a weirder choice, but I love plugging Margaret Atwood whenever I can. So the trilogy, it's a uh, Oryx and Crake is the first book. Do you know what it is? No. I think it's called the Mad Adam Trilogy, but it has three books. It's Oryx and Crake, The Year of the Flood, um, and Mad Adam. And it sort of alternates between the present story of this this character, Snowman, who's an apocalyptic hermit. And he is dealing with this group of genetically changed humans um, and the, like, dystopian past that led to this eventual disaster. It is weird, but it is fascinating, and it's uh, it's a it's a dark look at science and kind of greed, uh, rung amok. But she writes really well, so the story. I feel that Oryx and Crake is almost the weakest in the trilogy. So if you can, you know, not that it's bad, but if you can get through that one, book two is is phenomenal. Book three is great, and also I just like to say that Margaret. Atwood, she's coming to UB on March 9th. That's so. right for the speaker series. Yeah, right? everybody should get their tickets, sir. She's great. All right, let's. right, we're running out of time, so throw a couple quick uh, ones out there. Uh, I have so many more. I, the Normal Heart by Larry Kramer. It's also a HBO movie about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s okay. uh, in New York City. Uh, the Strain by Guillermo del Toro, another vampire novel that was a TV show and book. Fabulous okay. as well. Is that based on the, the what is that, the Adromita Strain, that... No, no, it's no, no, it's it's he wrote the book. It's a like a vampire book. Oh, okay, Um, but it's worth checking out. Because I mean that Andromeda strain. That's a huge. That was like the first Michael. Oh yeah, book that like put him on the map. And then um, Last Man on Earth with Will Forte and Kristen Schaal. Fox show still going. Basically the same storyline as Why the Last Man, but a little less complicated. And then I'm gonna throw one more nonfiction book. It's called Spillover. It's about animal infections and like the possible next human pandemic. So that's by David. Quammen, and it's really just a masterpiece of science reporting, and it tracks the animal origins of emerging human diseases like Ebola, SARS, um, AIDS. There was this Hendra virus, which was killing horses and people in Australia, and they've just found that a lot of these bugs that transmit the diseases, they all like share the one thing, that they originated on wild animals and then passed over to humans. So. Yeah, it's, it's a real light it's read. F- Not at all horrifying. This is one of our happier <laughs> shows this week. I just love the light tone that we've set with this. And then the, the newest book is the one Jacob will write about being at, at patient with patient zero during yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've just coughed over everything. So thanks for, for putting up with me. And yeah, so thanks for, for listening. Um, but let me ask you one more question on this, Jacob. Uh, which I think is important, but did you personally hear the story about the germ? Oh, I did not. What, what about the germ? <sighs> Never mind. Now I don't want to spread it all over. Oh my god. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. See you next time. Bye.